Welcome to Crass, the conversational podcast where we talk about things in that. My name is Paul. And I'm George. That'll do for an intro, won't it? Yeah. Great. So obviously, as always, uh, let's start the podcast uh, with a question. So George, here's the question. What's it like in your dream where the spoons? So just you can describe the floor plan, the what is the the atmos, anything you like. Well, I I quite like my weather spoons to be basically refurbished, um, dilapidated old cinemas from the sixties and seventies. Oh yeah, yeah. Crumbled. That that's that's a good start point, I think. Nice. That's nice. I like that. That's a good answer. So I'm I'm, I'm imagining myself walking in. Yeah. It's the foyer. There's this horrific sort of spiralled carpet. The sort of thing that they'd have in an arcade at the seaside so that you can't see if you've dropped any coins. <laughs> deliberately confusing yeah, floor. Yeah, okay, that's good. Um, Are they sticky carpets? Yeah, but that's part, a part of the course. Remember, this is your dream. I'm not asking you to just describe a weather spoons at me. So my dream your dream weather okay, spoons. The, the floors aren't sticky then in my dream. Okay, no sticky floors. They're good, nice quite carpet. nicely. Uh, I still think they should have the sort of camouflage pattern, but okay. but cleaner. You like that? Would you have that in your house? Uh, yeah, I'd have it on the walls. Actually, is that? That's you know, that would be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be great. Oh, just, that's we nice. should just go to you know our local Weatherspoons, or go round a few of them and just sort of pull up bits of carpet. And I think if you go pull to a little, at least a little bit of carpet from yeah. everyone. Yeah, if you go to idea. every Weatherspoons in the country, you could then do your lounge in in <laughs> flat wallpaper. How long do you think that would take? Uh, if you've got a you know a long weekend, you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a van. that's good. Anyway, can we can we get back to the question, get back please? To the I'm feeling like okay. I feel like we're diverging so, a bit here. When you go in on the right hand side, there's a really long yeah. bar. Lovely long bar. Lovely long bar. Yeah. What are they serving? Um. Well, again, it's quite hard. You got. To... You got. I can't leave any dead air in this <laughs> podcast. It's hard to describe um, what they would serve. Just sort of. Is it just the usual sort it's of cheap beers? Yeah. Cheap. Yeah. Sort of, you know, Cronenberg, Stella. Cronenberg. 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 Yeah. yeah whatever. Uh, it's not like tomato tomato. It's pronounced one way. Cronenberg. Yeah, you say that, but you know, you doesn't matter. Well, anyway, so it's, we'll my, have to agree, it's my disagree. fantasy weather spins. I can All have right, Cronenberg. Well, I'm sorry, I just had to pick up on that. Right. You carry on. Cronenberg, Cronenberg. You know, in case yeah. you come round. Stella. Uh, yeah. Pims. They have a bottle of Pims, and you can do all that. One bottle of Pims. One you can't bottle drink. Of... Yeah. Who goes to Weatherspoons and goes, can I have a glass of Pims? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What snacks are they serving at this Weatherspoons? Uh, KP Nuts, because you know, no other brand are good. No. We're not being sponsored, <laughs> by the way. It's just that it's the, I'd like it's to be the sad truth. Um, I'm a KP Nut. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, generally I just get the Weatherspoons uh, own brand. 
Yeah, but that's because you're a bit tight. You know, that's why you're a bit... I'm not tight. I'm just careful with me mu- tight. You're always using that word to describe <laughs> me, just because I like to get a bargain. There's, there's like, shopping around for a bargain, and then there's what you do. And, you know, the two different things. Ideally, just keeping... Just around all the tables, if... looking underneath them to see if anyone's dropped any peanuts. <laughs> so oh. you get your peanuts off the floor. Oh, I'll find out, peanut. <laughs> Uh, dry roasted as well, not salted. I mean, come no, on. I, I think maybe I agree with you. Um, crisps, brackets, walkers. Uh, not no, Smiths? No. Do you like Smiths? I, I don't mind chipsticks, but, you know, that's, a, that's, that's no. my limit. Well, that's all right then. A um, couple of fruit what machines. About, what about pork scratchings? Dis- absolutely disgusting. You don't eat any food, do you? No. Don't, don't eat Smiths. You don't eat pork scratchings. What do you eat? Um, dry roasted nuts and Walker's no, well, okay, then. Yeah. Come on, get on this. This is going yeah, on a yeah, bit no, too long right. now. Well, you keep pulling me up on everything with the nuts and the crisps. Sorry. And... Right. A couple of fruit machines and a big ficus. Yeah, <laughs> What's that? Big What's plant that? thing. Just a big plant. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know what that was. A plant. Well, I. Well, it might I've not be a I've never seen a plant so... in a Weatherspoons. Oh, you haven't lived. This is a dream Weatherspoons. <laughs> it might not be an oh, accurate guess, representation yeah. of the actual Weatherspoons that you've come across. I suppose. Well, anyway, thank you for thank you for that. I'll write. I'll make a note of all that. I haven't got my pads. Anyway, should we move on? Uh, yes. Yes. Are you going to put a bit of music in here to like uh, segue? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that now. Oh, that'll be. That'll be good. <laughs> Right, on to running jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of podcasts and, you know, TV series, you know, that sort of thing, they all have recurring jokes, don't they? Yeah, so, that's my favourite part of any media. <laughs> the running jokes, the end jokes. I've got a chart. You've got a chart? Have you, <laughs> I've got have... a chart of running jokes. I'm not going to go into it now, but... No, well, we don't want to, you know, do everything in one go. But No, I'll save thinking... that one. It might be a good idea to get our running jokes established now. That is a good idea, isn't so it? So that we've got them for the rest of the series, and you know, we just we've yeah. got them all in one place. So if people don't get it, they can listen to this bit. They can listen back to this one and go, "Oh, that's what that's about." Okay, good idea. You got any? Uh, I've got a couple. Uh, to be honest, they're more like catchphrases than running jokes. But there isn't really. Yeah, I've much... got a few catchphrases. Yeah. yeah. They're not, there's not really a lot of difference. What is a catchphrase other than a glorified running joke attached to one character? Exactly. So, um... Should we go... I'll tell, tell you what we could do. is You could say one, I'll say one, then you say one, then I'll say... How many have you got? I've got four. I've got three. So you can do two I'll, in a row. I'll go... I'll do two in a row, and then... Okay. Okay. So, if you think that's bad, try living with it. <laughs> I think it could be good. Pass the Vongella, Donny! Sorry, no refunds. Mr. Sands will see you now. Nice fez, Daddy-o. Turn around, shite eyes. Uh, that one, admittedly, is more of a visual joke than, a, than an audio uh, joke. Well, so it doesn't yeah. really work on this. Not really, no. Anyone? No, it doesn't work. I've got, no, I've got no. I've got no others. I've got... Oh, I did have one thing. I thought we could have some sort of back and forth call and response thing. You know, like the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I thought, I've got one, I've only got one. See you soon, Button Moon, in a bit happy tip. 
So which one are you? Are you Button Moon or Happy Tit? <laughs> well, I, I, any excuse to say Tit is fine by me. So you can have the first one. So, what was it again? See you later, Button. See you soon. God, you, oh, fuck's. See you soon, Button Moon. In a bit, Happy Tit. <laughs> See you soon, Button Moon. In a bit, Happy Tit. That's good. I, that works, I can't so. wait for this to catch on. That's, that's me, neither. <laughs> me neither. Have you got any more? Uh, no, that was it. Yeah, just the. Four. Is that it? I've got a few more. Oh, uh, I've got, got this is more of a. Okay. Well, no, I've got this is other stuff. Okay. Those are my catchphrases, but I've got other. I mean, this one's more of a feature actually. But I thought every now and then we could kind of go do a kind of what's the deal with. So, like, we think about something that's confusing or weird to us, and we say, "What's the deal with that?" <laughs> like Jerry Seinfeld used to. Like Jerry Jerry Seinf- like Jeremy Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> but I've thought of one this week. Uh, what's the deal? Have you ever had that cereal, Curiously Cinnamon? Uh, no. It's good. It's quite. It's nice. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a complaint isn't with the taste or anything, but uh, I'll do it. I'll just do it now. Yeah. What's the deal with Curiously Cinnamon? What's curious about it? I'm not. They just get a few squares and put cinnamon on it in a factory. What's curious about that? What's the deal with Curiously Cinnamon? <laughs> and that's the end, and you're so supposed to laugh at that. Yeah, sorry. And I can so tell you something. Do you know what is curious about Curiously Cinnamon? What? That they used to be called Cinnamon Grahams. That is good, yeah. isn't it? That's curious. I used Maybe to... that's the deal. Yeah. They should have that written in small print on the back. <laughs> this is the deal. They used to be called <laughs> Cinnamon Grahams. Because I, I used to like Golden Grahams, actually. Did good. you? Yeah. <sighs> <It's> great. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got I've got one last one. So okay. every time you say f- the word fun, right, right, just in conversation, I tap a glass with a spoon. Right. So do you want me to demo this now? I mean, you can, yeah. It'd be helpful. Right, okay. Um, what if it's a sentence with a negative spin on the word fun? Does it doesn't matter. Doesn't just matter. if you say the word, I've got to tap the glass. Okay. Uh... Whenever you're ready. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of anything fun. Oh, for fucks! Just say that you that just say the word. That was your cue to tap the glass. You. Oh, sorry, I missed it. Sorry, say it again. So, I can't think of anything fun to say. <laughs> there we go. That's that's the feature. How long will we keep that up for? No, it's a running gag. I'm gonna do it for the whole for the All whole the way run of this show until, until the death throes of this show. <laughs> until the heat death of the universe. Yeah. Do you want to just say fun again, just to sort of... <laughs> well, I'm having tons of fun making this. Oh, double, two, double tap. No, it was an act. didn't mean to, it was an accident. Am I given a free fun now, just that goes without... No, tapping? just... Go- <laughs> oh, fuck, it's hard, this, actually. This is taking it out of you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to pay attention now, it's difficult. Yeah. We'll see how it goes, you've we'll act- see how it goes. You've actually got to listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I don't anyway, we'll, we'll see how it works. Well, those are the running gags. That's the, Have you yeah. not got any more? No, I, I only came up with those four. I didn't I didn't think we'd be talking about it for this long. <laughs> we can see who's putting the work in here. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, have you got anything else? What, running gags? I've, I've no, with... just features in general. Features. Got anything you want to talk about? Well, I'm curious. Um, you know, in the age of digital television, there's like 6,000 channels you can watch. Yeah. I haven't got time to go through everything. 
So okay. I'm going to ask you to tell me bollocks that title. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're having fun again. already. Do it again. <laughs> Missed your cue again. You should again. explain what happened there. What, just you, that you ex- said the name of the feature wrong. You just removed the whole... <laughs> I removed the point. All the comedy of the feature name out by pronouncing it correctly. The point of the feature is just because we've got this title and I've got that yeah, wrong. Yeah, do it again. Do it okay. again. I'll, I'll, I'm going to... Okay. So with, with all of these channels, there's not enough time to pick something. I didn't so, mean to do the whole thing again. Well, no, just I'm to getting to it. It's, it's quicker. It's a quicker <laughs> version. Right. I haven't got time to look through everything. So, Paul, telly me what you watched last week. That's good. Right. Well, what have I. I mean, you have sprung this on me, so I haven't actually prepared anything. <laughs> what did I watch last week? I watched uh, The Game of Thrones. Do you watch that, George? No. It's well, just loads of people with swords and shit, basically. That's, that's why I don't watch it. Do you not like swords? Have you got a thing against swords? Uh, yeah. It's barbaric. There's a lot of nakedness and nudity. Yeah. It's st- yeah, but it's still boring at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, it's like, it's your opinion, in it? It's like if you were reading Tolkien and it had yeah. a nude scene in it, it'd still be boring. That's how I feel about it. That's reading. They're not looking at it. It's not. It's not sexy if you're reading it. All right. So if this sort of, if there was a Hobbit sort of nude scene, that would be interesting yeah. in a film. Maybe in a film it'd be interesting. It yeah. Wouldn't it? Just be. It'd still I've got to be, read it. It'd still be Martin Freeman with some plastic ears on. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll do this. We'll do this feature again next week when I've prepared something that's <laughs> interesting. But I mean, no, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. I like the name. I do like the name. I just wish there was a feature behind it. I just wish there was like actual feature behind. It. <laughs> what have you telly me, George? Telly me what you've been watching this week. Um, See, again, it's hard, isn't it? It's, yeah, hard it's, it's, it's hard when it's put on you as well, isn't it? Yeah. Have been, I've not really been watching much this week. Um, no. Nothing new, anyway. I've, I've been watching a bit of Frasier, but other than that, nothing new. This is a good feature, isn't it's it? It's great. This? <laughs> the only way it would be better is if we um, added a duality of meaning to telly and threw in some sort of reference to the chocolate-voiced slaphead sex god that is Telly Savalas. But exactly. I don't know how to do that. What's so. love got to do with it? That's what he says, isn't it? No, no, no. Am I supposed to say oh. the catchphrase? I'll have to try and guess his catchphrase next week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on from this shambles. <laughs> I saw an article in the week. Yeah. Uh, do you know Ben Fogel? I'm, ben Bogle? I'm aware of Ben Fogel. I don't know what what he does. He's, he's either. I can't. I, from the look of him, he's either that guy who goes into the world, or he's the bloke off embarrassing bodies. Is he the bloke who does all the outdoor survival stuff that isn't Bear Grylls? Uh, it's either that, or like I say, like the or one the, on, in, the in on embarrassing bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, anyway, I saw a headline about him and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I'll just read it out to you. Why I Let My Children Play With Knives and Fire by Ben Fogle. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, though, isn't it, that? that... Sponsored by the NSPCC. (laughs) That grabs you, though. But that's not the only Ben Fogle-related parenting headline I saw. Ben Fogle's wife admits she let daughter fall down the stairs to teach her a lesson. (laughs) 
That is oh, good though. Jesus. That would that would that might work. Where were these articles published? What? what? Well, the, the first one, the knives and fire headline, was the Daily Mail. Yeah. Oh, right. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ben Fogel's wife was hello. 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 With an exclamation. Yeah, I always think that when I see it. Or sometimes. <laughs> hello. Hola. If you see the uh, the Spanish language edition. Oh. When you're in Spain. Or just in a sort of big news agents. We don't have big news agents where I live. No. It's just the Waitrose. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just going to read you a little bit of the article. Uh, ben Fogel's wife, Marina, has opened up about her unconventional parenting methods, revealing she set up an accident at home to teach her daughter, Iona, a lesson. Iona? It's a good name, though, isn't it, that? Iona. That's... that's... <laughs> Iona Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> We can't, we're not, we shouldn't judge, should we? No. Uh, Marina explained she spent months telling her daughter to go down the stairs bottom first, but the youngster wouldn't listen. Do you go down the stairs bottom first? I, I walk down the stairs like everyone else. <laughs> I should start doing that. Uh, I decided to set up an accident to enable her to learn. <laughs> oh uh, so what she did was she created a soft landing with a handful of dog beds. A handful <laughs> of dog beds. <laughs> <laughs> a handful of dog beds. A handful of dog beds uh, placed strategically at the bottom of four stairs that led into our kitchen. So there's only four so stairs. So she only fell it's down like four a, stairs. It's only four stairs, isn't it? It's not massive. No. It's not like a whole staircase just sort of tumbling down like a slinky. Uh, as she approached head first, rather than intervene, I let her fall. Mm. She cried for a bit, but it was the last time she tried to go headfirst down the stairs. That's what matters, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just as long as she's uh, learned Marina... the lesson. <laughs> she she's learned the lesson. Marina also described another incident involving her son, Ludo. Ludo. <laughs> oh, God. Ludo, Ludo Fogel. <laughs> They're going to have a series of children who's new and named after board games. <laughs> Uh, he came running into the kitchen and hit his head on the corner of our island unit. Mm. Mm. Rich, aren't they? Rich people. Yeah. I haven't got an uh, island She wrote, yet. horrified, a friend who had come over for a cup of tea suggested I go out and buy padded corners, which are seen as an essential part of a baby-proofing kit. You can see that, can't you? Like, yeah. putting, like, padded corners on all your sort of sharp corners in, like, like your island unit or yeah. your, I don't know. Like your fireplace. Your... But then again, it sort of detracts from the, the the nice, simplistic Scandinavian design of an expensive island. Well, yeah, exactly. Marina actually agrees with you. She mm. told her that not only are those padded corners hideous, so not only are they hideous, obviously which is more important than your child's eyes. But they would stop my son from <laughs> losing an eye and learning a valuable lesson. <laughs> but a key part of growing up is learning from accidents. Ludo never did it again. Much like his elder brother, Kaplunk Fogel. <laughs> but basically, this article got me thinking of other good ways you could parent. So uh, I thought, I mean, obviously, you want to kind of steer your children away from the most dangerous things ever. Yeah. And what is, and do you know what the, and you know, you obviously know what the most dangerous thing ever is. Go on. The, the sun, obviously. The sun, it's, the, it's dangerous, isn't it, the sun? can burn you. So what Marina could do and Ben could do is uh, just n- let the kids stand in the garden, 
no sun cream or clothes on for about, I don't know, eight hours in the summer. Let them burn. <laughs> and then they'll know the importance of sun cream. <laughs> or, you know, failing that, stick them in a sort of small space capsule and just fire it into the sun. <laughs> that would be good. Teach teaching, the the, teaching the danger of the sun. You need, you know, factor 50 on hot days. But the other thing about the sun is you also... It's also dangerous if you look at it. So what, what, what the Fogels could do is encourage their children to stare directly into the sun for like an hour or so. Go blind. <laughs> let, them, let them go blind. And then they're gonna, they'll never get hurt by the sun again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, it's valuable lessons to teach to teach a child. And yeah, exactly. I, think I, didn't think, I, didn't think of, <laughs> I didn't think of many more uh, ways they could parent apart from... <laughs> Just a note here I've made. Putting hand in ferocious animals. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, da- that's dangerous as well, and you don't want them doing it. You so could, the lesson we've learned is just do it once, lose a hand, never do it again. What you could do is put them in a sort of big overcoat each, stuff the yeah. pockets full of lead and bricks, and then just throw them into a lake. And just that will teach them the value of swimming lessons and and so on and so that forth. That would be good. Yeah. Smash a load of bottles on the ground, get them to sort of run over it, play hopscotch or whatever, and they'll learn not to like play with glass. Yeah. You could stick do. matches in the face. I don't know. Put loads of scaffolding up on your house. So go up to the roof and just sort of push them over the scaffolding, and that will teach them not to play on building sites. <laughs> well, I think this is good. I think I think we could send these ideas to the Fogels. <laughs> so, so that would be a good idea for a sitcom. The Fogels. <laughs> but yeah, send these ideas to them, and then they can, you know, they can use them as much as they like. Yeah. To kind of mistreat their children. <laughs> Just... And that's that was what I saw this week. <laughs> so, Paul, I know um, as a fan of sort of film and television culture, you mm-hmm. um, you are quite keen on those sort of horrible Funko Pop vinyl figures. That you I love them. Can't get enough of them. I've got a whole house full of them. Of almost anything. Now you just think of think of a character or a person or a film. And you can get some tie-in Funko Pop exactly. crap. I don't need to be honest. To, to be honest, George, I don't even look at what the character is anymore. If I see the packaging, I just instantly buy it. Just because you need the the, the compulsion. I need to buy it. it, it, it so like the, the, the desire for them just pumps through my veins instead of blood now. If desire was a liquid, yes, which it's not. It isn't. But you know. Well, I, well, I was horrified to um, learn that there's going to be some. James Bond Funko Pop vinyl figures. Obviously, you you love James Bond. I, I do. I'm a big you? fan of. You want to kiss him? Films. I want to kiss Pierce Brosnan on the lips. Um, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan twenty years ago, not now. Well, don't know. Sorry, I, I still would. <laughs> yeah, but your standards are lower than mine, aren't you? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I've got something to tell. I've got to talk to you about that in a bit when you finished your no, Bond okay. thing. Well, no, I was just sort of horrified um, at the idea of these Bond-related Funko Pop figures. But the worst thing is, because they're all so homogenised, 
because mm-hmm. because no matter what franchise or person the figure is based on, it still looks the same as any other figure. Yeah, how, that's what's good about them. How are you going to know which Bond you've got? It, George, it doesn't matter. It does Just matter. as long as you've got, as Roger long as you've Moore. got them all on a shelf. Yeah, but Roger Moore's my favourite, so I would I wouldn't want one of these horrible little figures anyway. But if I was given one as a gift, I wouldn't want it to be you know the wrong Bond. I'd want the Roger Moore one. You know, there's, I might no, buy you one there's no way of telling one from another anyway, and then you know you do. There is like a way. There is. I think. I think you're being really kind of snobby about that. I, don't, I think that there is a way to tell them apart because it's written on the box. I'm not going to leave them on the in the box though. Like some. some That's what makes them valuable. Yeah, but they're not valuable. Who the who thinks they're valuable? They they must be because everyone's buying them, so they must be good. They must be worth something. They're not. They're not worth anything. They can't be. Well, how much, how much do they cost disagree. on average? It's about 15 quid or something. I don't even know. I just use my contactless card. Just, I just, just grab an armful and I use my card. I don't even look at the price, mate. <laughs> do, you know I'm do-, do you know what I'm doing with them? Because I've got so many of them and I love them. I'm actually I'm melting, sort of, I'm sort of slightly melting them and making a really big Funko Pop figure out of all of them. Like as big as a house. <laughs> that will come to life and terrorise the citizens of New York City like at the end of Ghostbusters. Don't need to be silly about it. This is serious business. You know, I think you're being very... I think you're being very dismissive of it. How could they differentiate them between between them? How could you sort of know going in? You could have one that speaks in a Scottish accent. (laughs) They don't speak. They haven't got voice chips in. They don't speak. All right, so you've got one where the hair comes off. You're ruining them. And that's, You're ruining that's, the punk, the Funko Pops. That's that could be Sean Connery though, the one where you can remove its hair. You could have <laughs> one made out of wood. That could be uh, George Lazenby. <laughs> Tell you what, I'd love a Funko Pop made of wood. That's gotta be valuable, isn't it? <laughs> it would be a rarity at least. <laughs> the the rare wooden Funko Pop. <laughs> um, you could have one made out of steel. One made out of brass. You could have one that does two films, <laughs> and then you don't hear from him again for another six years. Um, That's a good idea. You could have one that looks really, really aged, and that could be uh, <laughs> Roger Moore in A View to a Kill. Okay. And yeah, yeah, I've run out of steam. I don't know. I can't help out the marketing department at Funko Pop. Well, I but, just think these aren't these aren't for you, George. To no. be honest. No, if I, if I was given one, I would drop kick it over. A bridge uh, onto some railway lines or something like that. I'll keep that in mind then. Next yeah. birthday, okay, that train set instead. So you were alluding to something earlier. Do you want to explain? Well, yeah. I mean, this is quite a sensitive subject, really. But obviously, you've you've had a girlfriend for about how long? Is it like nearly a eight year years. now? Uh, oh, what well, fly me! That time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. Eight years, and obviously, I'm I'm fairly unlucky in love. Yeah. Uh, and I thought maybe you could just give me a bit of advice because something happened to me this week. Well, you know, I'm uh, all ears. I'm just going to tell you. I tell you what. I'm just tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to tell you the story. Okay. And you can give me some advice about what I should have done at the end. Right. Sound all right? Yeah, that sounds. I mean, I'm not sure my advice will be, you know, great wisdom or anything. Well, like you that, must but... know something. You've had a girlfriend for eight months or whatever. So right, basically, I'll just I'll just start from the beginning. I was basically I was just at home relaxing. 
Okay. And I got this call from my mate Ryan, mm. who said, I've got to get his voice straight. <laughs> Give me a minute. Because he's quite a hard person to sort of imitate. Yeah. Come to the salt mine now! And so I'm, I'm like... What's going on, Ryan? Is there an old woman who needs saving? Have you found a bag of pennies or anything? Just tell me. But he just hangs up, right? So obviously I'm intrigued. Yeah. I get dressed. I get down at the salt mine as quick as I can on my skateboard. And I get there, and there's Ryan. Right. Okay? Yeah. There's also Jimmy Gibbon and Barry Adams. Obviously, you know Barry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Barry says, There's a cracking bird hanging out by the waitrose. <laughs> Sorry about that. I've got to say, hang on, I've got to apologise for that, listeners, because obviously that's quite reductive. But all I'm doing here is reporting speech by Barry Adams. Yeah. That is what Barry Adams is like. He is like. You I've can't say him. that, Barry. I yeah. say you can't say that, Barry. So, but she's fit, is she? So you um, <laughs> you corrected him and pointed out his did, political I incorrectness. I did, I did correct him, yeah. I've, you got it, haven't you? Yeah. So anyway, Ryan and Barry just nod. Jimmy's just looking at the fucking ground. Obviously, they've been shaken to the core by this lady that they've seen. Yeah. Thing is, George, you got, all you've got to remember is there aren't actually that many women where I come from. It's mostly just pigs and wolves. And meeting ladies is quite rare. Yeah. So you can understand the fear that we feel, can't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand. I can, Good. I can empathise. So look, anyway, I say, right, come on, boys. No point sitting here like a bunch of chickens. Let's get in that waitrose and talk to this girly. So we go inside and it's a bit, it's like, do you know what, in my head, it's like that bit in Reservoir Dogs where all the boys are walking next to that building, except obviously we're not in suits and Ryan's got a hump. And it's in, <laughs> and it's in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's not in slow motion. So we get in there and obviously, the, the, I've got to tell you, this wait, the Waitrose by us is like, it's amazing. It's it's like a palace in there. It's a palace of sort of artisan foods and stuff and fruit and veg. It's great. See, because so I've I only say, been in a couple of Waitrose and I've just found myself... Is Waitrose the plural with sort of an apostrophe on the end or is it yeah, Waitroses? No, it's not Waitrose. Don't be daft. It's just Waitrose. <laughs> so I've been in a few branches of Waitrose yeah. and I have to say I've been underwhelmed in every single well, one. Well, from the north, aren't you? There's a big cardboard cutout of uh, Heston Blumenthal as well. Right. That didn't. Yeah, there's often one of those. We it, once we took that and we just sort of chucked it in the canal. Are you sure it wasn't Heston with the sort of wig draped over it that you uh, saw? No, it wasn't. I, tra- tra- okay. I mean, she moved and everything, so it wasn't. It wasn't Heston. Let me just continue. So we get in there, and I say, right, let's split up. Ryan, you take the cheese aisle. Jimmy, cold meats. Barry, you can do pasta, and I'll take cereal. Pasta now, is so Barry, isn't it? That's just. It's, well, yeah, he's, he loves pasta. He's all he's mad on it. I mean, it obviously annoys him quite a lot because he just sort of sits there going, "I can't believe all this pasta. There's so much fucking pasta." I'm just obviously when he's quite drunk, yeah. but you know, I, I say you do pasta, you know it best. And anyway, I, so I'll take the cereal aisle, and you know I like the cereal aisle best because of all the colours and looking at the different varieties. So already. This isn't just work. It's also like a little holiday. Yeah. And I'm having a whale of a time, right? But wait, because it all goes downhill when I actually get to the lovely cereal aisle. And it is. It, I tell you, I can't stress enough how lovely this aisle is. Porridge is museum cereal bars on the one side, and you've got your conventional cereal on the other. But honestly, George, I can't fucking stress enough how nice this cereal aisle is. You wouldn't believe it until you got there, all right? Anyway... By the Frosties, oh, it's taking me ages to get to this yeah. point. Anyway, by the Frosties, I see this woman, woman, 
and she's she's beautiful. Okay, she's facing away from me, but I can see she's got this lovely curly blonde hair and a great big wide ass. Honestly, George, I'm so I'm, I I'm not afraid to admit I was already smitten, and I've at that point I already had a full on brasser. God. Anyway, then, then, then she turns around, and my and my my heart skips, skips, skips a beat. Right, <laughs> she's got the face, and I see she turns around, and she's got the face and bust of Lorraine Kelly. Now you know how much I like her. Yeah, you're a big fan. So I don't love her show, but I love her. <laughs> So she's looking at me with her eyes and I'm looking at her with mine and I, just, I decide to try and play it cool. Because if I go up to her now, I might ruin any chance I've got with her ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've got to make her do, make the first move. Make her see that I'm the one who's young and attractive and that she could come over and chat to me. So I think, obviously, we both love cereal. So I grab a box of chocolate shreddies and I start doing this kind of sexy dance. Yeah. Sort of like hump in the box while I point my free hand to the sky and I shout, come and get your shreddies! Guess what happens next? <laughs> um, what happens next, did you ask? Yeah, just try and guess. Um, she threw a Kellogg's Squares bar at you and walked away. No, she just ran off. Yeah. She turned around and ran off. I'm gutted, to be honest. What do you think I should have done? Well, if... if I, I don't think the, the, the sexy cereal box dance was a good idea. Well, I know that now, obviously. Yeah. But even if it was, your approach, mm-hmm. which, what was it, shaking it and shouting something up Well, there. humping it, really. It was humping. more of a sort of hump, humping it. Yeah. I would um, recommend doing a sort of a more playful cereal box-based dance, you know, maybe uh, to the tune of Jump in the Line by Harry Belafonte. Uh, okay. That has uh, been known to, to woo people. Oh, see, you know but, so much more than me. Yeah, I, I know I wouldn't hump a box of shreddies in the middle chocolate of chocolate shreddies. Chocolate. Oh, sorry, chocolate shreddies. All right. You want to approach? Well, you want to approach this okay. subject with a bit of decorum, which of course you. Well, yeah, obviously, lacked. of course. Yeah. She was. All, I, I think. I think I wasn't very dignified. I think. I think she seemed like quite a dignified woman. Yeah. And I think I just sort of frightened her a bit. But the thing is, George, there's actually a bit of an epilogue to this story. Right, okay. So I met up with Ryan, Barry and Jimmy afterwards, and it turns out they'd also seen a woman, right? And I asked Ryan to describe her, and he said she was as tall as at least two women with big round hair. Now, the thing is, George, that is exactly his type. Yeah. And then I asked Barry, and Barry described her as being really short with a face like Michael Gove, which is his type. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good type to go for. So, obviously, I asked Jimmy, and he just said she had big tits, and you can't... The thing with, that's the thing with Jimmy, you can't ask him anything serious. Yeah. But the thing is, George, I don't know if they're all different women, which is unlikely considering where I live, or, and here's my theory, everyone saw the same woman, but looking like what they most desired. Uh-huh. What do you think of that, eh? Well, I think... I'd, I've never been to, to this place, so I, I don't know about the lack of you know, women or even humans from the sound of it. But it's interesting you all went into different aisles. Well, we split is it up, not, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, but we isn't all... it possible that that all four of these different women were all in different aisles? Well, if that was the case, then that's like 
That's I mean that's rare, but if that is the case, then that's just our lucky. I mean, we're all we're all very lucky if that's true because those are like the four perfect women for us. Did you all blow it? We all we all blew it here. Yeah. Of course we did. We're young and we we don't know anything about love. I'll update anyway. I'm try, I'm ho- I'll try and find her again, and I'll maybe update you next week. Well, I'm interested to hear uh, any developments on this one okay. because you, you definitely, you know, knackered it up. Well, yeah, and then you rub it in. Well, I'm not I appreciate in, your I'm advice, just, but you don't need to have help. a go at me. Well, I'm just saying that you know a, a second chance would uh, would be good. Well, anyway, well, that's fine, then. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. Right, should we end it, then? <laughs> Want to end it all, or just the podcast? Just the podcast for <laughs> this week. Okay. <laughs> how, do you, how do you propose we do that? I don't know. See you, George. See you, Trying Paul. to do the email? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch, just email at crasspodcast at gmail.com. That's crasspodcast at gmail.com. And where can they find you on the internet, George? Um, I'm on Twitter, at George Walsh. I'm on Twitter as well, at, at Bumbledoon, which is Bumble, D-O-O-N. Bumbledoon. Bumbledoon. Right, well, right, well, I'll see you next week then, George. Yep. Speak to you next time. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.